Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Spencer? Yeah, good, good. So today we're doing something a little bit unique. It's going to be called Expat Chat, where we talk to different expats in the community, ask them some questions. You know, that may be funny, may be serious, and it's, most of all, it should be helpful to people that are either coming here for vacation or long term, like to live here. Uh, we'll just see how it goes from here. All right, so today's guest is Bill Burt. He's the uh, creator of Unseen Thailand Chiang Mai on YouTube. So, Bill, tell me, how did you end up in Chiang Mai? Well, my wife and I came here in 2007 for a, a vacation during Sakran, and um, I liked it. I mean, I just I enjoyed it. The... Uh, you know, you got the river, you got the mountains. It was a lot like Tennessee. It was a lot like home. It's it's kind of like country, but then you've still got the city on. You know, not far from 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 where you live, and that's pretty much what made me, uh, you know, fall in love with Chiang Mai. Just the 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 relatively uh, friendly people. Housing was was uh, you know reasonable, and and you know the. The decent weather, you know, sure, we got the bad air for three months a year. But uh, other than that, you know, it's really beautiful here. So you only came here one time and decided yeah. this is the place to live, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, and your, your wife's not from here, correct? No, she's from Pakuntani. Which um, is down by Bangkok. Yeah, right? just about 30 miles outside of Bangkok. Does and she have any relatives here in the area? No, we, we knew nobody here. Oh. We just land, landed here four suitcases and a dog. In a pocket full of money. <laughs> there you go. There and you go. Uh, and went from there. All right. So how long have you been here? Been here 13 years. Wow. Be 13 years September. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we left for a little while. We left in, in uh, 2017. We had built a house here. And uh, in 2016, the smoke got bad. And we decided to sell out and move to in. And... Uh, Lasted down there three months, and it's just I, I we couldn't get acclimated to the area. Uh, we were so entrenched in, in Hangdong and, and Chiang Mai that uh, you know it was just like being out of like a fish out of water. And we came back and ended up buying a house, you know, just um, no more than five hundred meters from the old old one that we built, you know, and sold. And uh, we really enjoy it here. Hmm. And do do you work here? No. No, you're retired, huh? I'm retired. I've not hit a lick since uh, 2010 and don't plan on it. All right. So why don't you tell us about your YouTube channel then? Well, it's just, it, it started out just as kind of a, a, just a kind of a fun thing to do, you know, just something to document, you know, some of the things that I did. And I really wanted to show my friends back in the States, you know, how I was living and stuff. And uh, and then it just kind of snowballed, you know, um, it started to pick up and I started telling stories, you know, on the, on the channel about different things that I knew about or different things that happened. And, it, and it, you know, it, it took off real good. And so I've, I've kind of kept that going, um, you know, and, and just try to show the streets and show the, the, you know, what's, what's going on here in, in Chiang Mai. Um, I love to promote businesses or, you know, if, if, if there's a Thai person that's starting a business, I like to go by and show their, 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 you know, their shop or their coffee shop or, 
you know, hamburger shop or whatever and, and put that on there and get them some business and to show some of the places that people don't normally see when they come here on vacation unless somebody shows them who, who lives here. And uh, I just thought there was a need for it. And another thing that I do, you know, if somebody's coming here and, you know, they've, they've booked their hotel, is I'll go walk around their hotel for them and make a video around the hotel, show them all the neat places to eat or, you know, just how to get from point A to point B and just give so when they hit the ground here, they're a little bit acclimated to what they're going to find. Well, that's so, nice of you. Yeah, so, you know, and I, you know, I don't charge anything for it. I just do it because I like to do it. And I've made a lot of friends on on uh, on YouTube, you know, from people that, that have seen the videos or they've asked me to do something for them and I've done it for them. And, you know, I've, I've met them in person and, and really met some nice friends. Mm, yeah. So somebody could go to your website and tell you the hotel they're going to stay at and you'll look, yeah. look around it for them, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go check it out. I mean, I, I don't rate the hotel or anything like that. I don't, right. uh, you know, I, it's it's not that. It's up to them to pick out their hotel. But I'll walk around the area around mm. the hotel, maybe even walk through the hotel. You know, I mean, if, if people don't mind, I, I've done that a couple of times. But then, you know, just kind of walk around the area, show them, like, you know, if it's around one of the temples, I'll walk in the temple and show them what temples are around there. Mm. Uh, mm. Just Just the general area. And it's been beneficial to a lot of, you know, quite a few people. Well, there's a lot of hotels here. Well, there are a lot of hotels. And, and you know, it's kind of hard to tell on the Internet exactly mm -hmm. what you're getting. Uh, yeah, a lot of them are private. Yeah. So you don't you don't know. Yeah. And, you know, they don't really know the area. You know, you just you just pick a hotel. And, you know, if you've never been here, you have no idea what's around it. I know when I first started coming here, the mo the main thing was, is to have a place to stay near a market where they sold, you know, fresh food, exactly. especially at night. Exactly. So yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. And, you know, that's one of the things that uh, you'll find in a lot of these communities, they all have little local markets. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like one guy emailed me one time, he said, he's, I'm staying up at Santitham. He said, can you find a market around there? And I walked up there, found a market and it, it wasn't far from where, you know, where he was staying. So, you know, it made it real easy for him to, uh, you know, have, have a decent vacation. Hmm. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this then. <clears throat> What's the one or two things that you really like about Chiang Mai the most? I think that what I like about it the most are the friendly people. You know, the Thai people are so, so welcoming here. I mean, and, and you know, in my community that I, that I live down here, everybody knows me. Everybody's friendly. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't feel like an outsider. Uh, I feel like part of the community. And, and that's one of the things that I like. The other thing that I like is just the, the you know, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so close to the rice fields. I walk out of my house and, you know, go around the corner. I'm in the rice fields and in the country. But then in, in, in five, five to ten minutes, I can be in the city. Hmm. Uh, you know, and there's lots of places to eat here. Um, you know, and it hasn't always been that way. You know, when I first moved here uh, 12 years ago, you know, you had to really hunt for your restaurants. You had to drive all the way into town or something like that. But now, you know, we can just go down the street and, and get, you know, get whatever kind of food, American food or, you know, whatever kind of foreigner food we want. It's, it's a lot more prevalent here than, than it was. Do you, do you think the... Uh saying Thailand, the land of smiles fits appropriately then? 
Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And it, but but it, it depends on your attitude. It depends on what you expect out of it. Now, if you expect everything to be rosy and peachy keen and and uh, you know everything's perfect, you know you may not be so happy because there are little little quirks that, that you know you you find that you know get under your skin. But the benefits of of living here under these conditions um make up for it you know i mean that's at least what i've found you know if you're a person that has to have everything your own way you know this ain't this ain't mcdonald's or it ain't burger king that's for sure yeah you know they've got their own way of doing things and you're never going to change the way they do it so you just go along with it and right, go with right. The flow. right okay so what are one or two things that you dislike about here well, I'll tell you the things that, that I dislike. It's not anything. Well, I don't like the traffic. I mean, you know, I don't like the driving. I tolerate it. I've, I've adjusted to it. But, you know, it, I, I don't like it. I mean, it's just it's just something that it takes hard to get used to. You never know. You know, you have to you have to have eyes in all four corners of your head. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I don't that I don't like is everything that you do here requires so many pieces of paper. You know, you go to the bank to, to, to make a simple withdrawal. You're fi filling out three or four pieces of paper. You know, you got to have your bank book. You got to have this. You got to have that. And you know, we're back where we come from, and we just walk in and sign a piece of paper at the desk, and you know, they give us all the money we want. Right. Right. Um, you know, here it seems like everything that you do um, generates some. A stack of paper, you know. I, I still say somewhere in Thailand is a mountain made of paper. We just haven't found yeah. it yet. You know. I mean, well, they every, they did say. Remember the flood that, we, that Bangkok had yeah. a couple years ago, a few years ago, actually right before, before COVID. Actually, mm -hmm. they, yeah. Apparently, somebody told me that there's a central warehouse down there where they keep a lot of these government documents, like for for visas and things. And and during the flood, that whole warehouse. Got flooded out, and it, it destroyed all that paperwork. Well, it, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me. There's not a mountain here somewhere made of paper. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you know, you get go to immigration every year. You give them a stack of papers. You know, that's, yeah. that's about three inches thick. Yeah. You know, what do they do with it? It's the same stuff you give them the week before or the year yeah. before. You know, it, it's but that's just the way that's their the way they do things. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's just part of it. And, you know, after you get used to it, you you can go with it. <laughs> okay. All right. So the next question then, uh, do you like Thai food? Love Thai food. Yeah. Do you eat it a lot then? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you like every, it spicy? Like, love it spicy. And, uh, you know, usually every morning uh, I'll get up and, and sometimes Leck and I will go to different places because there's certain food that I like and certain food that she likes. And, uh, you know, I, I'll generally have cacao and egg just about every morning, um, you know, and then in the afternoons I'll, I'll find something usually, uh, you know, uh, some type of soup or something. Yeah. But I, I eat, I probably eat more Thai food than I do American food. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I do. Your pal, that's kind of like ground beef, isn't it? Well, it's, I, I don't, I don't eat beef here. I eat pork. Oh, um, ground pork. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Pork. And it's got a, like a basil leaf in it. And yeah. Holy basil or something. They, um, I put some chili in it and I haven't cut up vegetables and, and stuff like that and put in mm -hmm. it. Yeah, you know, I, I enjoy it. I've got three or four places in, in around the house that you know I can go to at different times and then I like cook it for me. Uh, I don't 
I, the thing that you have to tell them here is no sugar, no salt, no MSG. Mm. And, uh, you know, every place I go knows not to put that in my food because I don't, I don't, you know, I don't eat it. But you like the spicy stuff though, right? Love the spicy. As really? spicy as I can get it, yeah. Oh, nice. You know, nice. when I go, I like will tell them, you know, cook, cook for Thai, don't cook for frying. Because, you know, <laughs> when the frying comes in, they, they don't cook it as spicy for a foreigner because they're afraid they won't like it so mm. Lek has to tell them you know when she goes with me she goes you know cook, cook like you would for for a, a Thai person because I can eat just as spicy as they can see I I'm totally the opposite of that you know I really? I can't eat spicy food at all but you know when you order it and say no spice they always are like oh that's so boring and then they still end up putting a little spice yeah <laughs> you, you're gonna get it from the pan they, they yeah. can't cook, cook without a thing it's just yeah it yeah yeah, a lot of times they'll, they'll and I'll, I'll watch, they'll watch me eating the food and they'll see if I can, you know, I start sweating or, or whatever. And, you know, there's a few places that'll make me sweat, but most of the places I can eat just as, you know, I, I can't eat that spicy sometimes, uh, you know, right. that stinky stuff. Now yeah. I can eat, eat the, the Thai style, but the Lao style, you know, it's got that fermented fish and crab in it. I, I can't, I can't even yeah. fathom it. Yeah, Anything yeah, no, I know my eat. wife likes that kind too. Oh, they love it. It's like like ice cream for them. Yeah, I can't get, I can't stand it. Yeah. So okay, so what as far as Thai food, do you have a favorite restaurant, or you just go to the market? Well, I have I have a favorite restaurant, and it's it's inside the moat, not far from uh, Chiang Mai Gate. Mm. It's right across from there. That's probably my favorite Thai restaurant. But around here, around Hangdong, where I live, I have three or four different places that I go to eat. Uh, and it's basically because I've been eating. There's one lady here that has been cooking my food for 12 years. Mm. And, uh, you know, when she's open, I'll go to her. And if she's closed, I'll go to, I've got another one that's it's down by the crematory around the corner that, that I'll go. And it's all, they're all cooking at their houses. You know, they've got little restaurants set up in front of their houses. Mm. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's local food. And then here, excuse me, since COVID, They've started a line group in my neighborhood mm. and the people within the neighborhood are cooking food and selling it online. You just, my wife gets online, she orders what she wants and drop it off the house. Mm. We do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, owning a business here is a lot different than like in the States here. They just kind of like a, you can just pop up anywhere. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of people's houses or, or whatever. Yeah, a lot of restaurants and houses and, and things like yeah, that. People cook yeah. out of their houses. And that's that's one thing that we noticed when we were looking to buy houses, but the houses that were on the road, on the main road, mm. that had access to, you know, maybe have a storefront out front were mm. a lot more expensive than the ones that were, you know, a little bit further back. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so this question would be kind of hard to a a answer, I think, but how is the cost of living here in Chiang Mai versus back home in the States? And I know you haven't been back home in a while, but. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you from, from, you know, just from when I did leave, you know, the cost of living here is so much different. You know, it, it's probably, I'd say it's probably about a third of what I was paying to live in the States, you know, um, you know, every, every, and it, it's got a little bit more expensive now, but, you know, when I first came here, it was, it was a lot cheaper, but 
it's still cheaper. You know, I, I and I don't know the inflation rates back in the states. You know, uh, haven't been back since 2014, but uh, I imagine their prices have gone up as well too. But it's relatively, you know, you can live here. On a, you know, you can you can live here decently on a lot less than you could in, in you know, where I came from in Tennessee, which was, you know, relatively a, a inexpensive place to live. Yeah, you weren't. Were you in a big city in Tennessee, or kind of a smaller a, city? I was outside of a big city. We're uh -huh. we're about twenty miles north of Chattanooga, and you know, it's a good sized city, and you know, it's like 100, 125,000 people. Um, you know, 346 square miles or something like that with the county. But yeah, it was, a, you know, a lot of corporations there, a lot of big businesses. We had Whirlpool. We had, uh, you know, we made ovens. We had Bendix. We had, mm -hmm. uh, gosh, uh, all kinds of industries. I mean, it was, you know, it's a pretty built-up area. So, and then Chiang Mai is what, about a million people, I guess. That's what yeah. I've heard roughly. Yeah, the whole I, province. Mm. So, and you think that the cost of living here is still dramatically less, even though you're in a big city now? Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. less. Yeah. It, yeah and, you know, like my electric bill. My electric bill here is at the most $60 a month. Back in the States, it was, you know, three, 400 a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you think a, one person could, could get by on here? Yeah. I, I don't I wouldn't recommend anybody trying to come here unless they had a, a, a good solid income of at least fifteen hundred dollars a month. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. You know, that's something, you know, that, that you know it's it's not um, it's not anything that, that in other words, you're assured fifteen hundred dollars a month. And you know, you can live comfortably. You should have some money in the bank for, you know, uh, you know, emergencies and stuff. Mm. But for your everyday life here to live comfortably, you, know, you could do it cheaper, but you know, who wants to? Fifteen hundred dollars a month is, is Yeah, you have to you have to at least meet the, the visa requirement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what, forty thousand, which is about fifteen hundred dollars. Forty forty thousand if you're married, if you're retired. Oh, yeah, 60,000. Sixty five, right. Sixty five thousand a month you get a So that's that's over two thousand dollars then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. That, that 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 sounds about uh, the appropriate thing, I guess. Okay, so the next question then is: is do you do you miss anything from the states? A good steak. A good steak. Kibo, good kibon steak. Because the beef in Thailand is not good. Beef is terrible, absolutely terrible. I don't eat it. I don't uh, even eat the Australian beef. I've tried it, and I just it, it ain't. It's not it. That's the only thing I miss is a good kibon steak. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the cows here, and yeah, you kind of yeah. feel sorry for them, right? Yeah, I, I, I rarely eat beef. You know, yeah. Sometimes if I go have cow soy where they have beef, I'll, I'll eat beef. But other than that, yeah. it's always, always pork. You know, I, know, always I know it's the pork. breed of the cow, but they, they look like they're starving to death. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're water <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> it's like eating a piece of leather. Uh, I, I and even even the imported steak from 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 uh, Australia, or they say it's from Australia. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I, it, it doesn't taste the same. You know, you gotta have a nice thick T-bone steak. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't found one. So I don't know, I don't, I don't even try anymore. Yeah, there you go. Gave it up. All right, do you, do you drive here? Yeah, yeah, drive every day, just about. I have a motorcycle and a car. Oh, do you have both? All right. 
And was the getting the driver's license and then doing the driving test was it difficult? I, I just went up there and, and handed them my handed them my uh, my United States driver's license, and uh, I had to sit through an hour of video and walked out with both my licenses. I had a motorcycle permit, so I didn't have to take any tests. Mm. And when I renewed, I, did, I didn't have to either. And, and was the test in English? It wasn't a test. It was just oh. a movie that you watched. Oh, and was that in English or no? Uh, the last one I watched was on the internet, and it was in English. The one that I watched at the uh, at the uh, license bureau one time that was in Thai, but mm -hmm. you know it just it was you know just simple stuff. You know, I mean, you can figure it out just by watching it. Yeah, but it wasn't. They didn't actually give you a test. Was was it difficult getting used to driving on the other side of the road? Extremely compared difficult. to America. Extremely difficult at first. Uh huh. Um, and, and when I found, you know, one thing I noticed when I went back to the States, I had a heck of a time driving because I was always wanting to get on the left, left hand side of the road. And it was just, it was harder, harder for me over there than it was here to learn how to drive on the left, yeah. to go back to driving on the right hand side yeah. when I went back to the States. I, I right. had gone to one of my friend's houses at night and, uh, he, he lived on a long road that was kind of hilly. Uh, and I drove for a mile on the wrong side of the road. It's a wonder <laughs> I didn't have a head-on collision. Yeah. And I just, yeah. golly. So then what I started doing is I, I I started thinking a little bit, you know, a little bit more about where I was supposed to be on the road before I, you know, just kind of nonchalantly got out there. But scared hell out of me a couple times, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do both. You know, it's like if I go to the States, I drive on the opposite side sometimes. And then when I come back from the States, I drive on the opposite side of yeah. here. So I found I found myself one time yeah. here on the wrong side of the road. And uh, it was up, we were up in Deutschland or something. And mm. I just fortunately, no, nobody was coming. But that's the only time it's really happened there. You know, the roads are built a little bit different here. Mm. So it's kind of hard to get on the wrong side of the road here. But, you know, if you're you're out in the country or something like that, you can because, you know, they're, they're not divided. But most of the roads here, you know, it's pretty, pretty easy to stay on the left hand side. Yeah. But it can get scary sometimes. That's for sure. And the, th <laughs> the thing that you have to watch out for is people coming the other way. Uh, you know, they, they'll you know how they ride motorcycles and, and bicycles up the wrong side of the road, you know, I, yeah it's you know it's not like everybody obeys the traffic laws here so you have to look no it. yeah yeah i know it scares me whenever they're they're like in a single lane and they're trying to pass yeah you know and they're coming like head on in your lane <laughs> yeah hey you yeah. really have to be careful yeah. they don't uh they don't uh they don't really care yeah. <laughs> that much yeah um, all right all right good okay so what i'm gonna do now is i'm gonna play you a video clip Okay. And I want you I want you to look at it and then tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay, so here we go. All right. So you first love it or you like it? I don't like it. I can't eat it. I have ate it before. I don't uh, I don't care for it. My wife loves it. She uh you know, it's that's like uh ice cream to her. Really? But, uh, the smell, you know, a lot of people 
can't stand the smell of it. The smell of it oh, doesn't no. bother me. It's the taste of it and the texture of it that I just I just don't care for. So for uh, for people who don't know, that's that's called durian. Yeah. And uh it's kind of like the king of Thailand fruits here. <laughs> yeah. When when we when we were in uh we were in we came over and we stayed in Krabi and we went on a tour and we hired a driver and stuff and he he was gonna take us to get some some durian and I said, What is it? It's it's the awful smell and stuff. I said, what does it smell like? He said, it smells like toilet. And that's how he, he explained it. It smelled like a toilet. Yeah. And a lot of hotels won't let you bring it in. Oh, there's signs and everything. Yeah. Elevators, hotels, yeah. hospitals. Yeah. yeah. Do not bring this. I mean, it's it's so funny because it's it's just a fruit, but it's like banned so bad. Oh, I know. And they love it. They love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. We've got three or four places along the, along the road up here that sell it. And, and the traffic's backed up for, you know. 50, 60, 60 yards when they, yeah. when they open up. Yeah, to, to me, it smells like like a locker room full of sweaty socks. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> and, and when you eat it, it, don't, it, it doesn't taste any uh-uh, You can't taste the smell. No. no. But but the taste is, and this is, might seem a little gross, it's like, it's like pus-filled, creamy yeah. whatever on the inside. I can't handle it. Yeah, but, you know, I've had, I've had fried durian. Mm-hmm. which is almost like a potato chip. Have you ever had that? No. Mm-mm. Can't taste nothing. Oh. Uh-huh. Tastes just like a potato chip. Yeah. Now I get banana like that. Mm. You know, it's like banana. I, I love that, but I can't, can't, uh, I can't handle that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, apparently people love it though. Cause it sells like crazy here. Yeah. Oh, they even have paying. during ice cream. Yeah. Pay big money for it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, look at there. All right. Well, it's time for intermission. Okay. So we'll catch you on the other side. Bill right. and I'll take a break and we'll see you back in a few minutes. All right. Oh, we're welcome back. back. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back from intermission. <laughs> I want to thank photo for you studio for allowing me to play that video. If you would like to use them to record an event that you may have, or you want to see some more of their videos, I'll leave a link down in the description where you can go check them out. All right, so we're back here with Bill Burt. He's the founder of Unseen Thailand Chiang Mai, which is on YouTube. I'll leave a link for that down in the description, too, so you can go check out his videos. And we'll uh, start back with a question with him again. Okay, can you speak Thai? No. I know a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I can, I can understand some of it, but I, and I can speak a little bit of it, but not very much. And when when I first when we first got here the first year, um, I studied for like six months at YMCA. Mm-hmm. But you know, after I after we started building a house and I stopped going to school, and um, you know, if you if you don't use it, you lose it. So you know, I, I can talk a little bit and I, I can understand some, but as far as fluently, no. Do, do you find your life is more difficult here by not no. speaking it? No, not at all. And why is that? Because everybody here, you you learn to communicate and be with people in other different ways. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's there's always a way around it. Uh, I I can't think of any time that I've I've ever been uh, that I felt like I was in, in a bad position because I couldn't speak the language. Because between knowing a little bit and then knowing a little bit of English and a sign language, you can pretty much get you know get along with anything that uh, you need to. 
do you think the level of uh, English proficiency here is good for the time? Yeah, I, th I think it's, it's fairly good. I don't think it's as good as some of the other countries, but, you know, they say in the Philippines that the English is a lot better. And, you know, the, the people from uh, Burma and uh, Cambodia seem to speak English a little bit better. And really? I don't really know why, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's relatively good. And a lot of it depends on where you are, too. If, if you're in Chiang Mai, you know, this is a, a kind of a tourist area. More people speak English here than, than you know, if you were out, in, you know, uh, someplace out, you know, out in the boonies. Mm -hmm. and, and then some jobs, they require to speak English, the university, mm -hmm. like medical positions, they're all, they all have to learn English because yeah. they all use English medical terms. Right. Same with like pilots, you know, the pilots yeah. have to learn English because that's yeah. universal, that's right? Common, common language. It's yeah. The yeah, same way in the medical field too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I'm, I have not. I'll, I'll tell you where where I have a problem sometimes uh, with doctors and things is if there's if there if you go to the doctor and, and I've noticed this and you've got your wife with you who is Thai, mm -hmm. they will talk to. They can speak English, but the minute you know, your wife starts talking to them in Thai, then the whole conversation goes to Thai. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, because it's easy for them. Yeah. So they'll, yeah. they'll talk to her and then they won't talk to you and you won't understand what's going on. Yeah. I found that in a couple, couple of different situations. Yeah, because then you got to get the information from your wife, right. right? And you know, you know that they, you know, that the person that you're talking to speaks English. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they just find it, it's kind of an easy way for them to get out of speaking English because they, they, <laughs> There's some of them that are, are very good at it, and then there's some that uh, are not. And uh, the ones that aren't, they're a little bit, uh, you know, if they can fall back to Thai and, and get, get across what they want, they'd rather do that. Yeah, I find it's like some of them are, they want to speak English, mm -hmm. and then some of them are like really shy to speak English. Yeah, yeah. Even the though they like learned it, you know? Yeah. The kids are <laughs> like that, too. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of a funny thing. All right, so on to the next question then, and that's... Uh, burning season it's brutal here yeah i know yes. yeah what Every, do you think about it i don't think it's ever going to change you know it's been this way for a long time i mean i i really i don't like it um i moved away once because of it but i came back so you know that kind of tells you you know that uh, i'm willing to deal with it to, to live where i'm living you know I've, I've got three air air fresheners running in the, in the house 24 seven, uh, you know, during the seat, this time of year, we keep our windows closed, uh, get our air conditioners cleaned, uh, wear masks, and, you know, that's the best we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's not really many places in Thailand that you can actually escape the smog. Is there? It seems like it's not, you know, we, we, we gone down to Bangkok before to try to escape the air. We found the air in Bangkok just as bad as it is here. I saw a picture today of Bangkok yeah, yeah. and it was covered in smoke. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's not just it's just not Chiang Mai, it's Southeast Asia. And, Do, uh, would I, you recommend I know that people wear masks still because they're scared of COVID, but would you recommend a mask for the smog like PM two point five? Yeah. Yeah. And the N ninety five mask is about the best you can wear. Right, um, right. You know, I don't. I, I wear the little flimsy ones like like that. You know, uh, but you know, if, if you've got breathing problems, you really need to have a decent mask. If you're out in this kind of kind of weather, 
Now, the thing that, you know, our cars and stuff have HEPA filters built into them, which mm -hmm. is something that, you know, I change that every six months as well. Uh, so you're fairly safe in the car. But when you get out, you know, you're going to get some of it. For sure. Right. Or if you're out riding the motorcycle. Do you, do you have like one of those AQI meters in your house? Or you no, just I've judge just it by a, sight? Well, no, it, it, it's on the um, on my air cleaners. Mm. Like I can look at mine right now. And in the room, it's uh, 0.05. Mm. So it's doing a pretty good job of keeping the air clean. Yeah, because sometimes it's a little bit deceiving. Some days you'll go out and like you'll look at Doyce Atep and you'll, you can't see it. Mm -hmm. And then some days you can see it, but it's kind of like, okay, well, the AQI is still high because the smog is kind of spread out. You know, it's not concentrated on top. I'm not, you know, I, when I when I come into the city, there's one of those big signs that the, the government's put up across the road that tells the AQI. And right. uh, I think I made fun of them, a couple of them, because I, I know it's a lot, a lot thicker than what it's saying. You know, I was reading like 99 today. And, you know, we've been, been through this enough that we know we can look outside and see the area is not good. And, right. Uh, so I don't know how accurate those things are. Right, right. So you said you've been here for 13 years, correct? Yeah. In September. September 13. Do you prefer Chiang Mai the way it was back then or the way it is now? Mm, I like it the way it is now. It, you know, it's it's nice. Um, it's built up more. Um, and I've noticed a lot, you know, in Hangdong where we live, um, uh, you know, it's it's built up quite a bit more, um, and and I don't really think it's a bad thing. I mean, I would love to see it stay the way it was, you know, back in the '60s and '70s. Mm. And you know, when I go out on my walks, that's what I try to find. I try to find areas that haven't been changed, and uh, you know, that's what I like. But and and we have places around around where I live that are like that. You know, mm -hmm. houses are you know are you know the old teak houses. And matter of fact, I did a video about oh, about a month and a half ago of, a, of an area in, inside the, not far from where I live, where they've had peak houses. And I just went by today, and, and one of the ones that I, I had walked through, they were taking it apart. They were moving it. You know, oh. They've sold the land, and instead of tearing the house down and destroying it, mm. they're parting it off, and they'll put it up somewhere else. But, oh. uh, you know, there are still some places that, you know, are the way, you know, the old rice barns and, stuff like that there's still some of that here but you really have to dig for it now yeah what about next question is is what about uh thailand's known for snakes have you had any incidents with snakes or i've had any one, of them one snake in the house and this was it was it was probably it was a little baby snake this was like 12 years ago uh, um i've seen some snakes on the road uh had one in my front yard. I don't know what kind it was. That's about it. I haven't, you know, I walked up on one spitting cobra once Ooh. and it just, it was gone. Really? Yeah. Well, I, when we were building our house, uh, there was a house next door that they were working on. And I walked around behind the house. And mm. they, they had those little porches on the back by the back door. I was just coming up the steps and the thing was sitting on the steps. Oh, sunning itself. And uh, I mean, as soon as it saw me, it was gone. It hissed and boom, it was gone. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, never saw it, never saw it again. That's the only ones that I've ever seen. 
I've seen a few dead ones in the road. But that's yeah. You know, where, where I live, we had that field in front of our house. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I were driving back. It was probably about seven o'clock in the evening. And halfway across the road was this Burmese python. And I, I'm not lying to you. It, it was probably at least six feet long. At yeah. least. But then as soon as it saw us, it turned around and went right back into the field again. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was trying to cross the road to get to the lake, but it, yeah. you know, it's too shy. Well, they say, that, they say that the snakes are more, you know, they're usually gone before you see them. They, they know yeah. you're coming and they'll get out of the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know that to be true or not. That's what I've always heard. I've, you know, I've walked through the woods and stuff, and, and I've never, never had walked up on one, so... So I don't know. Now back in Tennessee, I had a walk a lot of rattlesnakes and mm. you know copperheads and things like that. But here I haven't. What have you ever eaten snake? Yeah, had, I had cobra snake when I first on my first trip or no, my second trip to Thailand at our wedding. Uh, they had cobra snake. Really? I tried it. Yeah, I, I didn't care for it. I mean, uh. it, you know, but but I have had it. I've ate rat too. Uh, my father-in-law is the is the master rat cook of Papuntani. Oh, nice! And, uh, yeah, he, they come from Bangkok to buy his rat when he when he cooks it. Right. Uh, Oof. Uh, so uh, that was that was actually my my next question, and that's what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten here? Yeah, probably been been rat. Rat, and yeah. you ate it the whole thing, right? They eat the head and everything. Well, what they do is they they barbecue it. Uh. He, bar- he barbecues it and he cooks it real good, and. And then he chops it up. They chop it up, you know, just like they do the file that you, you know, you chop uh, pork, you know, they, you, and then yeah. they mix it up with vegetables and, you know, chili peppers and stuff. And you really, you don't, you don't taste anything. Okay. But it's just, you still know it's a rat. I'm, I, I, you know. <laughs> I think that point right there would probably make me grossed out just knowing yeah, it's yeah. a rat. But yeah, I can't. can't eat yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this next one is going to be a video. I'm going to show you a quick video, and then you just tell me the first thing that pops up into your mind, and we'll roll with the tape. That's you have funny. one of those in your houses? No, I don't. I don't. But, uh, you know, those, I've had to use them before. Really? And Yeah, yeah. You know, when you get out and you go to a temple or something, you know, you're going to use the bathroom. A lot of times that's what you have. Uh, and there is no way gracefully to use them. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's just, you, you try to avoid it. Now, most places now, if, if you go, you know, if you find one of those, you go to the next stall and they may have a, a regular toilet. But um, some places, you know, you just, you just have to use it. And, you know, they're not comfortable at right. all. <clears throat> well, you know, for a guy, I guess doing the number one, taking a leak would be fine. But have you ever had to use a number two in one of those? Yeah, things? yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Did you get any on you? Did you fall in? Or no, no. I stripped down naked. <laughs> I stripped. This is no lie. I stripped down naked, and then I get on there and do it. And <sighs> you know that, that's the, that's the only way you we only way you can really do it. Now, my wife, you know, my wife's telling me, you know, she. Where she worked, she had to use them, and she had to do it with heels on. Ooh. And uh, you know, I, I just don't see how. But I, I try to avoid those things as, as much as I can. Now, I was told a story about a friend of mine 
who went to his his wife's mother's house and that's all they had and he would just sit on it <laughs> you know he didn't know just sit flat huh yeah yeah and he would take you know how they have the, the showers you know they've got those the, the the tubs where you you know scoop the water out all oh, right right yeah yeah and and uh he thought that was the bathtub and he was in the bathtub taking soaping himself up <laughs> he just had no idea oh yeah you know and, and some of those primitive. have like the the bum guns and yeah. some of them don't even have bum guns they just got I know of water. you gotta use the water yeah gotta splash it Ooh, up there i've been, been been in that route before you yeah know? Sometimes when you have to go, you just have to go. But uh, you know, I I I can honestly say that I've never done a number two in one of those, except one time in Malaysia, I was at this old old mall over there, and uh, I had to go, and you, you know, you pay like ten whatever yeah ten bucks their money whatever their money yeah. is in Malaysia, yeah. and it's like there was like twenty stalls in this bathroom, and every one of them was empty, and every one of them had one of those squat toilets on it until I got to the very last one yeah. and it had a Western toilet. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I would well, rather wear adult diapers and have to use one of them. things. Well, you know, there's a little trick to it now that I've learned a lot of places now have, uh, uh, handicapped bathrooms uh, and you look for one of those and you, and you got to find the toilet. Ah, uh, right. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah a lot of places. They have the but, handicapped toilets. Yeah, you just say, "Oh, my leg broke" or something like yeah, that. Just, just hobble over there. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Look like you got a limp. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's that. That was that was a challenge. That's for sure. Okay. All right. All right. On to the next question: Is is, is there any other city in Thailand or Southeast Asia that you would think you could live comfortably? Probably Krabi. Uh, I, yeah, I liked it down there. When we went down there, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think I could probably live there if I had to. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of another one. You seem to be a big fan of Vietnam. Could you live there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could live in Da Nang easy. I loved huh. it. Yeah. Uh, da Nang was really nice. Uh, people were friendly. The food was excellent. The rents were, you know, reasonable uh yeah i can live there very easily is the cost of living comparative to here or actually cheaper or? i think it's cheaper really i, I think it's a little bit cheaper than, than what it is here mm -hmm. but uh yeah I, I was i was if if i had to leave thailand to go someplace else that's probably where i'd go mm -hmm. uh, i think the visa requirements are a little bit different than they are here which would make it a little bit harder uh you know but yeah i i would uh you know that's probably where I'd go. Do Do you see your then? Do you see yourself staying in Chiang Mai for the rest of your life? Then yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. You know, we bought a house and you know we're settled on. I don't. We won't move from here. And do you plan on ever going back to the states or no? no? Not even for well, a visit. Well, I, I say no. I, you know, I I don't have any in the future. You know, um, I I just you know I went back in 2014. Uh, I I was really uncomfortable. I was glad to get back here, so I, I doubt very seriously that I, that I would go back. I'd rather, you know, if somebody wants to see me, I'd rather have them come here mm -hmm. than, uh, than go back. I don't really have anything back there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that, that Yeah, really I've got matters. a son but, son, but, you know, we talk on, on uh, 
on Facebook Live, and, and uh, you know, he knows if he ever wants to come over here, he's more than welcome. Yeah, all right. So if, if you were going to advise somebody on the best time of year to come here, what would you suggest to them? Probably October, November, December. That's the rainy season, correct? Yeah, yeah. And Pretty you don't much. think the flooding and all that stuff is bothersome? Yeah. No, no. That's the that's the for me that's the best time because it, it's not that crowded. Mm -hmm. uh, the air's nice and cool, and the air's fresh. And uh, you know, I, 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 that's the time of year that we kind of enjoy. Say September, October, November, December. That's those are really the good months. Mm -hmm. Okay, things things are a little bit cheaper then, right? Yeah, like yeah. airfares and hotels airfares and, and hotels and you know a lot of times when, when we took our trips we we would take them during that time you know, down the beaches we get some really good deals we go down to a resort we'd be be the only one there really yeah well I think you've seen you've had some videos where you were the only ones there at the yeah, yeah 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 that's we, crazy we went down to uh, our food and um, Colippi you know we. we that's wild. Okay. So if, if somebody was to come here, let's say they're going to come here for long term or forever or whatever, and they're in the States or in Europe or whatever, is there anything that you would suggest that they stock up on and bring with them? Lots of underwear. Underwear. Yeah. <laughs> for for a man, you know. <laughs> and why is oh. that? Well, just because the underwear here is is not made for for us big American guys, you know, it's it's the, the Thai people are all real small. Uh, I'm still I'm still wearing the same stuff that I brought 11 years ago. I I bought about eight packs of Payne's uh, uh, Walmart stuff, and I'm still wearing that. But yeah, yeah. that that's what I would bring. Um, you know, towels. Towels here are not the quality of towels that we get in the U.S bring some towels with you um a jacket don't forget a jacket you know mm. you, um you know you need some good warm clothes too yeah you know i i find i find uh you know with the towels you know they they hang them in the, or at least we do and her family does hangs them in the bathroom and it's like they don't dry if they're real thick so you get to me yeah. you gotta have a thin towel yeah, yeah. Here. but I know what you mean by quality because you yeah. can see through them after yeah, about yeah, yeah. a year, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, you know, back in the states, and, and we we did things differently. Mm. You use a towel once, and you you put it in the dirty clothes, and you yeah. get a new one every time. Here, you use a towel once, and then you hang it up to dry. And, and I used to just fold mine up and, and just put it up there, and. and my wife finally taught me that you have to spread it out. So you do, yeah. You get moldy, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think the standard is here: you use a towel for a week and then change it. Yep, you change it every week. Yeah, We're back home, they, we, we change every day. Well, you know, and the thing about it is here, you know, is they don't the washing machines that I've ever seen. Probably ninety percent of them are just cold water. Yeah, there's no hot water they washes are. here, yeah. and there's no really no dryers here either. Yeah, I've got a dryer in the house. Do you? But uh, yeah. But yeah, we have no cold, no hot water in the in the, in the orchard. And yeah, I mean, most people they just hang their clothes out to dry outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that that wears your clothes out quickly too. Does it? That's one of the reasons why we stopped doing it. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that. Because the sun has an effect on your clothes, and 
a lot of times what they'll do is you'll notice that the clothes are turned inside out to dry. Oh, so mm -hmm. the it doesn't fade them out. But uh, it's it's actually it's not that expensive to own a dryer, and you know with the cost of electricity, it's you're better off just buying a dryer and drying your clothes. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that kind of concludes our uh, little chat here. Do you have any last comments, no, suggestions, just, or anything? Well, my, I guess the thing that I would say is if you have an inclination to come to Thailand, come. You know, I mean, it, to me, it's it's one of the best choices that I made in my life. Uh, I'm very happy here, and, and uh, I don't plan on going anywhere. Um, you know, it, it's just it's something if you make up your mind to do it, you need to do it and plan ahead. Have good planning. Have a plan A, plan B, plan C. If plan A goes bad, you got plan B. If plan B goes bad, you got plan C. But don't come without a backup plan, and don't come without without enough money to live on. Right. Those are the best advice I can give. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time, Bill. Thank no you. No problem. Bye. It was and, uh, it was actually kind of interesting. I went on longer than I thought. Yeah. All right. Well. For the next one, I'll get somebody new and we'll try it again next week. All right, buddy. Thank you, everybody. Take care.